and so on. Uh, I believe that uh, in Kosovo, but not only there, uh, we are trying to achieve peace through separation. Uh, by separating communities, uh, we believe that uh, we are approaching and uh, establishing peace. Uh, why we do that? I believe that uh, this is a consequence of uh, wrong strategy. Uh, we start with difference, we want diversity, and we end up in tolerance. Uh, we start from ethnic identity, uh, we want multi-ethnicity, diversity as a goal, and uh, we end up in tolerance between ethnicities. Uh, one example, NATO troops in Kosovo are called K4. Uh, K4 does a lot of billboards 15 years now. And uh, there is one billboard in Grashanica, Serb-majority municipality, <clears throat> where it's written, be tolerant. That billboard means, we agree with you Serbs that Albanians are not good people, but please tolerate them. The same billboard in Pristina means, we agree with you Albanians that Serbs are not good people, but please tolerate them. So. Uh, tolerance functions as this kind of sanitary distance between the communities where uh, simply by having tolerance you get peace because communities are divided and isolated through tolerance. Don't uh, misunderstand me, I uh, do not dislike tolerance, but I like much more cooperation. And whenever somebody tells me, Albin, I tolerate you, that means that actually I should not be tolerated, but rather I should be thankful that I'm being tolerated. So I think we should move beyond uh, tolerance toward cooperation. And uh, this uh, difference as starting point or ethnicity, I believe that uh, it is very much imposed from the international protectorate in Kosovo I think the same is valid for Bosnia as well, where uh, ethnicity is the dominant category of international bureaucrats who have a lot of neo-colonial features in their uh, operations and functioning from those positions that they have occupied. Simply, international bureaucrats in Kosovo cannot not to be privileged. The moment that they land in Pristina's airport, they bypass all others with their passports. And uh, even if one of them would like to say, no, no, I just want to be citizen like the others, it is the system of international protectorate who is not going to allow that. No, no, you have to be privileged here because this is how we function and this is the only way how we can be here. And uh, in this sense, I think ethnicity in postmodernity is what tribes were in pre-modernity. So they cannot say Albanian tribe and Serbian tribe, but they say ethnic Albanians and ethnic Serbs. And the natural order of things for tribes was war, was permanent conflict, wars than war. Because war is like a few years event, but rather a armed conflict, bloody conflict, which is a permanent state of being 
of tribes. And if you get some ceasefire, try to stretch it as much as possible, as much as possible, because that is all what you can get. So peace as ceasefire, peace through tolerance, peace through separation. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, ironically, this is continuation of what Milosevic did in Kosovo. Uh, in 1989, Kosovo's autonomy was abolished, and uh, Milosevic used Serbs of Kosovo, who were around 10% of the population, as colonial administration. So just by being Serb, you got elevated to the colonial administration in very high positions, and Albanians become, became uh, second-rank citizens. They were expelled, hundreds of thousands of them, from schools, jobs, and hospitals. And there was this apartheid during the 90s. Uh, in Kosovo, there was apartheid. In Croatia and Bosnia, there was war. When NATO intervened and Milosevic lost the war, he had uh, one choice with two alternatives. Either to have some of the power through Serbs in all of territory, because Serbs were not concentrated in any part of the territory, or to try to concentrate Serbs by having all the power in some of the territory. He chose the second. Serbs got grouped mainly in the north and in some enclaves, but mainly in the north. And their parallel structures of government of Serbia remained. Uh, I was in prison at that time. I was arrested during NATO bombardments and I was in prison for two and a half years. On 10th of June 1999, they took all us prisoners, Albanian prisoners, and they put us into red buses, which were in between military convoy of Serbia. So while military forces of Serbia will, were withdrawing from Kosovo to Serbia, NATO airplanes wouldn't bomb them because they used us as a shield for military convoys. And then I was in prison in Požarevac, Milosevic's hometown, in Niš, in Čupria, for uh, two and a half years, one year and five months during Milosevic, and one year and two months during Koštunica, who was uh, named as a Democrat after Milosevic's regime was overthrown. So uh, Koštunica was three months better than Milosevic. <laughs> uh, some years ago, three, four years ago, some students from University of Constance, Germany, came to visit us as a political movement. And while we were discussing the economic and political developments in Kosovo, uh, I noticed in their master program was written conflict management, conflict management. And I asked these students, you know, what happened to the word resolution? Used to be such a nice word, conflict resolution. Now we have conflict management. You know? As if conflict is here to stay, we only have to manage it. Actually. This comes, I believe, from Javier Solana concept of crisis management mm -hmm. launched in 2006, in July 2006, where uh, European Union is supposed to manage crisis and prove itself as superpower, or some would say as empire, new empire of the 21st century, uh, where uh, crisis should not allow to, be, to explode. Uh, you should prevent explosion of crisis, but crisis is there to stay. But precisely this logic kept us at the brink of explosion. Fifteen years now we do crisis management. Okay, the crisis did not explode, but it did not uh, evaporate either. 
Uh, and uh, conflict management is very much linked with this uh, paradigm of short-term stability. So uh, international protectorate in Kosovo uh, focuses on peace, stability, and security as ultimate goals. <laughs> While I believe then that instead of peace, stability, and security, we should aim for democracy, development, and justice, where the natural consequence of these should be peace, security, and stability. N not to have them as goals, because you have them for a short while. Uh, EU-LEX is rule of law mission from European Union, 2,000 strong mission, 2,000 uh, people strong mission. And uh, this rule of law mission uh, is there to fight corruption and organized crime. But uh, only small fishes of corruption end up in prison, never the big sharks. Because uh, rule of law is undermined by crisis management and stability paradigm. For example, uh, head of UNMIC, former head of UNMIC, Soren Jessen Peterson, a diplomat from Denmark, he came recently to Kosovo and gave an interview uh, as a retired diplomat now. And he said that uh, whenever we try to arrest some important politician for war crimes or for organized crime or high level corruption, he said to the journalist, you cannot imagine who called us on the phone one day before to stop that arrest from happening. And of course, they were successful. But he did not say who actually called him. Was it George Bush, Pope, Elvis? You know, he didn't say who called him. But obviously, all the big politicians were in power, and only they fixed statistics by taking some small fishes of uh, corruption. So basically, justice has been undermined. Rule of law has been undermined by stability paradigm. The other way how justice has been undermined is by uh, brutal privatization. Because rule of law is supposed to fight corruption, but neoliberal privatization is conducted in the name of fighting corruption. But while in Kosovo we do not have law on privatization, but in contrast, we have a very fast implementation of privatization, efficient implementation of privatization. On the other hand, we have very good laws on paper, but without implementation. So privatization is conducted very efficiently while being illegal. And we have very good laws on paper in compliance with acquis communautaire, but on the other hand, not much of implementation of those laws. Because in this unfair competition between rule of law and privatization in fighting corruption, of course, it is privatization winning. Is winning. So uh, I would uh, propose to have this shift from difference to universality, from diversity to solidarity, and from tolerance to cooperation. Not to lose difference, diversity, and tolerance but they should be a consequence of us seeking universality, solidarity, and cooperation. All three of us, we have jackets here. Are we going to mention that Uro's jacket is gray, uh, Tom's jacket is black, and mine is brown, or that we have to have a jacket, you know? So it's like, are we going to emphasize what is in common? And uh, 
What is in common, I believe, is social roles of people. Workers, students, housewives, taxi drivers, and so on. But uh, just like Milosevic's regime also uh, only make an EU-LEX uh, international missions, they do not see uh, people and citizens of the Republic in their social functions, but only according to their uh, ethnic identity. And uh, I think that in order to have this, we need developmental state. We need social state where society will be forged in universities and factories, not only seminars and conferences, where you take five Albanians and five Serbs and you send them to a fancy hotel in Belfast, confidence building measures and peace studies, and there is no follow-up. They come to Kosovo where they have barely bread and milk because half of the population is unemployed. 48% uh, live with less than $2 per day. Another 18% are in extreme poverty. They live with less than $1 per day. So I think that we need cooperation, solidarity, and universality of the citizens of the Republic. Uh, in this sense, uh, I would just, uh, before continuing uh, about uh, peace and reconciliation, I would just like to say that we could emphasize three, uh, two streams of identification. Uh, if I simplify it a bit, first stream of ident identification would be this. First, I am a human being. And then after, I'm Albanian. And uh, according to this stream of identification, this is, I, uh, if I uh, dare and call it, uh, fundamentalists of human rights. You know, first we are human beings, all like, you know, uh, uh, ocean of uh, reddish babies in maternity. You know, they all cry the same. And later on, when we grow up, we differentiate into Albanian, Serbs, British, Irish, German, French, and so on. Slovenian and, uh, you know, uh, later on we differentiate. But I believe that uh, this stream of identification is a bit self-subversive in the sense that it looks as if being Albanian or being Japanese is a higher order of being than being a human being. Uh, I think uh, I like much more the, the opposite of this that uh, first, first I am Albanian prior to everything, but not above everything, because I am a moral subject as well. So when I was born, I, you know, lullabies were in the Albanian. I entered the Albanian language. There is no hope. I'm already Albanian. So I'm not a human being as a baby. As a baby, I'm Albanian. But later on, I started to read literature. I was reading Joyce, T.S. Eliot, and I thought, oh God, one should read these in original. And I started to learn English. And uh, I also learned Serbo-Croatian. In a way, I started to become human being out of insufficiency of being Albanian. So I think one becomes human being. You are not born as a human being. You are born in a certain nationality. Uh, and later on, you, you try to become a human being. And it's great if you have success in that. So uh, I will uh, repeat uh, perhaps this uh, uh, thesis that I am Albanian prior to everything, but not above everything. 
because I love Albanian nation, but some of my greatest enemies are some Albanians. So, uh, uh, yes, so this is like, uh, I don't think that we should throw nation altogether. I think that nation is socio-historical formation of modernity. So it's neither postmodern nor pre-modern. So uh, I'm rather a modernist. <laughs> I like, I don't know, maybe more craft work than Daft Punk, you know. <laughs> but uh, so uh, nation not, not reduced, uh, nation being something more than, more than ethnicity, but again, not that high to be reduced to nationality, where nationality is what is written as citizenship in the passport. So uh, I think nation is important, is here to stay in the 21st century. And nation means community. And uh, nation can also mean resistance from neoliberalism. Uh, it's not only in the name of public and society, but also in the name of nation that you could defend yourself from atomization of society and uh, brutal uh, privatization and uh, the aggressive uh, free market uh, economy. Uh, we arrived yesterday on the day of Europe, uh, 9th of May, which is linked with the declaration of Robert Schuman from the year 1950. But we shall not forget that five years before this declaration, we marked the victory over fascism on the 9th of May 1945. Foundations of uh, European Union uh, are not simply peace, but also anti-fascism. The victory over fascism brought peace, while peace toward fascism brought Second World War. Uh, I think that peace is the not, not the right approach and the beneficial one toward fascism. We do not need new bitter experiences to learn what we already know. Uh, pacifism does not pacify fascism. Pacifism pacifies the pacifist. Uh, peace toward fascist is a very one-way relation. You can give peace but not get peace from the other side. So uh, peace without anti-fascism is delaying war or delaying confrontation with fascism for better days. Not confronting uh, extreme right-wing political parties in EU combined with the magical word austerity is going to strengthen proto-fascist parties from Greece to Netherlands, from France to Finland. So I think it is very important in building Europe to have it rather social Europe, Europe from below, but at the same time never to forget that the foundations of EU are not simply peace, but peace with anti-fascism and through anti-fascism. Uh, we had uh, so many conferences and initiatives in Kosovo and in the Balkans for uh, reconciliation. And these conferences and seminars for reconciliation, they became infrastructure for proliferation of different viewpoints, for entrance and circulations of stories of everybody. Uh, in the best case, going around the truth, but somehow precisely in order not to reach it. Uh, these conferences and seminars, I believe, were the market. Uh, 
where uh, in this market, stories became offers that perhaps you can buy. Stories represent competitive narratives within the logic of market where you offer them as goods for sale. Uh, I think that trying to reach truth in uh, societies where you had war and conflict, you cannot do this by multitude of stories uh, independently from their quantity and independently from how intimate and personal were they. Uh, truth, I believe, is not inclusive by nature. Uh, neither justice is inclusive by nature. I think that truth with big T is historical and political, and truth with small t is factic and judicial. Uh, reconciliation proposed in Kosovo and in the Balkans in general uh, offers, offered uh, opinions of sides prior to facts of crimes and inclusive dialogue prior to judicial justice. Uh, these conferences and initiatives basically replaced science with literature and uh, neglecting that we need for facticity and judicially. We need uh, serious investigation for war crimes and uh, crimes after the war, and we need one single story, story about impartial and just judiciary, and uh, bearing in mind that in the circumstances where we do not have them, trans uh, transitional uh, justice becomes injustice without much transition there. And uh, whenever transitional justice is not supplement of traditional justice, it occurs as an attempt to replace it. Uh, therefore, uh, Reconciliation that we are seeking in this method is not reconciliation between sides, but trying to reconcile all the sides with the fact that uh, criminals and victims had are in all sides. And we know the effect of this, discouragement of all sides uh, for seeking justice. Uh, let's not forget that uh, reconciliation is always a request of the perpetrator. Healing is the request of victim. Uh, reconciliation uh, is seeked in the Balkans prior uh, to uh, separation. Uh, and I think that this brought wrong identification of the problem. All international officials, politicians, diplomats who come to Kosovo, they think Mitrovica, Albanian, Serb, North, South. So they have this simple binary opposition within the rules of the game, as they say, without history, without socioeconomic analysis, and without taking into consideration the dreams of the people. Uh, I think that. Uh, since Berlin Conference, at least, 1878, uh, conflict was mainly between Albanians as a nation and Serbia as a state. So there is no need to reconcile Albanians with Serbs. 
not even Serbs with new state of Kosovo, but rather Serbia has to reconcile with Albanians as a nation. Serbia abolished the autonomy of Kosovo in 1989. Therefore, it doesn't have problems only with independent state of Kosovo, because even autonomy of Kosovo, which was less than a republic, was too much from her viewpoint. Uh, and therefore, they abolished the autonomy. So even the autonomy, let alone the republic, let alone independent state, seemed too much. So uh, Serbia had problems with our being prior to our doing. That's why 15 years ago, Serbia tried an attempt to genocide in Kosovo, and uh, that triggered the NATO intervention. So I believe that we must have a right, a right kind of disagreement in order to have reconciliation. And I think that very often we wrongly identify the problem. We, we establish wrong kind of disagreement, and we cannot achieve a reconciliation. So uh, my final word would be that instead of seeking peace through separation, we need peace without separation. And instead of uh, having uh, attempts to reconciliation through inclusive dialogue without separation, who is the perpetrator and the victim and bringing history and dreams of the people, uh, we should uh, seek reconciliation through proper uh, separation and right identification of the conflict. Thank you.